Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along uh, to one of our first episodes of Sofa Manager Extra. I couldn't round up all the troops tonight very, very sadly, so you'll have to deal with uh, me talking about the latest topics in Scottish football. We couldn't leave you with nothing this week um, after the great response we got from last week's season previews. If you haven't listened to them already, uh, check them out on our podcast pages, um, on Anchor, on iTunes, on Spotify, as well as the YouTube channel. And thank you very much to everyone that subscribed over the last week. Um, It's been really, really great, so thank you very much. And if you are enjoying it, you know, give us a thumbs up. Anyway, we'll come back to your fantastic comments and things a bit later on. Let's just dive straight in to what's been going on to in uh, Scottish football this week. Uh, first off, I'd like to write a little bit of a love letter to Aberdeen Football Club, who I think did absolutely fantastically uh, down in Burnley, Burnley um, earlier on this week. I was... I was hooked on the edge of my sofa, watching for the full, uh, well, beyond 90 for the full, 120 minutes um, on BT Sport. And it was an absolutely, you know, fantastic game, you know, for the Dons, especially, you know, Scottish football has been on such a high recently with our performances in Europe. And I'll get to, you know, Hibs and Rangers a little bit later on. Uh, But what, you know, a brilliant start from Lewis Ferguson for his first ever senior goal in that it's a beasting overhead kick. You know, there's absolutely no way to say it. Otherwise, it was just an incredible goal. Um, I think the question I was asking after that was Barry who? <laughs> um, obviously, the nephew of Barry Ferguson, apparently. But uh, I think we've certainly got someone there that could uh, contend with his footballing abilities in the future. Um, but it was just great to see us on a platform, you know, with the English Premier League. If you rummage through, you know, comment sections everywhere, there's just so much disdain towards our leagues in Scotland, especially, you know, pub team leagues, amateur leagues. It's not real football up here. I've seen, you know, written on the BBC. And it was great to show that account of ourselves. Um, you know, the way I'm going to talk about it just now is as if the game finished one each, which it, it did, you know. Aberdeen weren't beaten um, over the two legs, but they were they were beaten an extra time. But I think none of us, especially here at Sofa Manager, expected them to go anywhere near Burnley in terms of taking them to extra time. And it was fantastic on the night to see, you know, a real captain's performance from someone like Graham Shinney, who was, who was driving at people. He was... He just had that kind of grit and determination that you wanted to see. Um, also, Gary Mackay-Steven uh, whipped out some of his five-star skill moves from <laughs> FIFA's in the past. Um, so it was fantastic when he was in the ball, you know, whipping the ball in for the for the goal as well. Um, I thought Tommy Hoban was fantastic, the new Aberdeen signing from Watford. I think he, he showed his experience um, against Premier League sides and was, was very, very strong. And what was an incredibly tough game. You know, Burnley came out the first half and the second half with kind of pre-rehearsed routines that really scared um, the Dons' defence, who are run pretty ragged um, at times. But I think you need to hold on um, in these big occasions. Um, I'll be interested to see what a performance like that does for Scott McKenna's future. Um you know, been touted by some Premier League teams, you know, Derek McInnes coming out and saying he's a Premier League quality. And, you know, that was the time to show it. And I think uh, the defenders did struggle slightly on the night against what was a very physical, you know, Burnley side. Um, at points, it, it kind of turned into professional hoofball. 
uh, which we're big fans of in Scotland. So you would have thought that suited Aberdeen, but I think the size and the strength of Burnley, uh, it was it was difficult for them to win headers. Cosgrove maybe wasn't quite as active as he was in that uh, first leg. I think he got the hang of it towards the end. Uh, Cosgrove again was brilliant. I think we saw that you know when Stevie May came on for him, how good a job Cosgrove had done. Um, but yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Burnley finished 7th in the Premier League last year. Are they a 7th place Premier League team? I'm not so sure. Um, but you know, the difference was clear to see. I think BT Sport were talking about figures of Burnley £38 million and then Aberdeen's team costing £190,000. So it's not, it's not even remotely you know, comparable between the two. And I think on the night, you would have never noticed you know, such a difference. And it was brilliant to see, and I, it kind of pains me to say this, but people like Chris Sutton were absolutely excellent you know, in pushing the Scottish game, pushing the Scottish narrative, saying, you know, it is great football you know, to watch. Uh, well, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's great football to watch. And, you know, Stephen Cragen as well. That was another thing. The commentator um, kept calling Andrew Considine, Andrew Considine, uh, which was an interesting move, despite the fact Stephen Cragen said uh, two or three times Considine. So, yeah, I don't know what was up with that. <laughs> English commentary bias, who knows. Um, but, yeah, Stephen Cragen, Chris Sutton, you know, Daryl Curry, John Hartson, all really driving on you know, that Scottish narrative, uh, which was fantastic to see. And I think the best result in Europe for like a non-old firm team in a long, long time, you know, Hearts, you know, put themselves up against Liverpool, getting a draw there, which was fantastic to see. I think that's the last time we really managed to to push a Premier League side in different circumstances. I think the Liverpool team was radically different, but it just huge credit to the Scottish football teams that can that can push these top top sides with such little resources. Um, I think that's the one thing to say as well. You know, just because some guy's getting paid ten times as much as you doesn't mean he can do ten times the job. You know, you go out there, you work hard, and you get your rewards. And I think that's what we've seen from all the Scottish sides uh, this week. Um, credit also to Hibernium who went through against Astaras Tripolis out in Greece. Um, I think my prediction was I wasn't sure about that. You know, the rankings were still against them. That was still a tough tie. Um, but, you know, they managed it. They ground out that uh, ground out that one each draw. Um, I think Tripolis lost their discipline a wee bit, you know, the red card. Uh, but it's fantastic to see from, you know, Hibernian. I was incredibly disappointed, uh, I think, last year, a couple of years ago, when they were knocked out by Brondby. Uh, of Denmark despite doing really really well and I think now you know they're getting their chance to shine and show what they're truly capable of you know especially I think what I said on the Instagram page this week was a uh, huge congratulations to Hibernian who've qualified for the next round despite F.A. Ambrose <laughs> I think you know that defence is something for them still to work on but you know there's no doubt one of the strongest attacks in Scotland uh, at the moment Camberry, uh, Stephen McLaren I think just signed up uh, just there, which is very exciting to see him back. And apparently, here you mind, knighted man Lauren Shankland being touted for her burning, but we'll come to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, something else to talk about, you know, in these Europa League ties is the, the fan bases. Um, you know, an incredible turnout from Hibernian in Greece. You know, there were ecstatic seeds um, as they went through, and then they'll go on to face um, Molda 
of Norway, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's team, uh, actually, uh, who are kind of, I think it's the sort of equivalent of that Celtic-Rosenberg tie, actually. So you'd hope that they'd do the same sort of job. I think they're kind of uh, Norwegian equivalents um, of Hibernian. Uh, Aberdeen as well turned out in their droves. Uh, and lots of kind comments, actually, from the Burnley fans I was reading up on. Um, just saying in terms of, you know, it's great to see how genuine, you know, the fans were, you know, genuine passion, you know, money stripped out of the game, just, you know, proper, proper fans. Um, and there was great banter between them on the night, you know, singing Oh Flower of Scotland a couple of times, got some booze, you know, who are you? Which I think Burnley fans, you know, gave a bit of back in the end. And it, it, I think it's nice to see camaraderie like that between two sets of fans. Um Unfortunately, you know, not quite the same. And one very, very small instance of the Rangers' uh, support. But I think, you know, it's overwhelmingly positive for Rangers as well. You know, there must have been, what, 40, 45,000 um, at that tie against, you know, a relatively unknown team. Um, so it's a, it's a hugely exciting time. And we I stand behind, you know, my opinion of Scottish football or the Europa League, sorry, is the best time of year for football. Speaking of Rangers, uh, still they've obviously gone through against Aussie Czech. They'll go on to play uh, Maribor <laughs> of Slovenia, who've punted us out over and over again, you know, Scottish teams, Rangers and Celtic. So good luck with that one there. Uh, but also out this week on our uh, one of our favourite YouTube channels, uh, you know, we've had a podcast about one of their videos they've made before, um, Copa 90 made a video about Steven Gerrard uh, being at Rangers and whether he would be enough to overhaul Celtic. And I think it's very interesting because it touched on, you know, points I wanted to to discuss um, about Rangers fans. So every season, you know, the narrative with Rangers fans is always, are we going to beat Celtic? Are we going to get out in front of them? You know, and that's, that's the only... All else, you know, doesn't matter. It's basically Celtic or bust. I don't think fans are are hugely bothered about finishing, you know, third as they did last year behind Aberdeen. I think it was the main thing about last season was can we get our performance against Celtic? Now, with Steven Gerrard coming in, obviously that narrative's come back. Can they challenge Celtic? Can I watch, you know, a lot of these YouTubers and their previews out there? You know, CG Novo 992, big fan, (laughs) by the way. And they're always convinced, you know, we're going to beat Celtic this year. Uh, You know, and it's an extraordinary belief that I think the Rangers fans have. And it is great, you know, don't get me wrong to see that positivity. But, you know, I've I've never felt that, you know, with my own team. I have not come out this year and said, you know, Falkirk are going to storm the league. You know, quite the opposite or, you know, Aberdeen or whatever. And it's just every year they dust themselves off no matter what the fish, especially, you know, in the kind of rough seasons gone by. But they are still convinced that their club can do it. Um, You know, looking from an outsider's view, I think, you know, the Celtic have had so long, you know, to build that team. They talk about, you know, the five years where they weren't there, the the so-called banter years. And I think, you know, Celtic did that slowly over a period of time. And I think to beat them, you're going to have to do the same sort of thing. So... You know, take three or four years to really build your youth, get them involved. Because you look at 
um, the fruitfulness of people like you know Callum McGregor coming through James Forrest, Kieran Tierney. You know, that's a real spine of that Celtic team. And you know, for me, Rangers was always, or when I was growing up at least, they were always where the top Scottish talent was. I know that's not been the case of years gone by with the big you know international stars, but I think that's how they would do it instead of you know this this instant success that everyone craves. Not everybody. Um, I suppose I'd be interested to see if there's any Rangers fans watching, you know, comment down below what you'd expect from the team this year and what you would want. Um, but I, I just thought it was interesting that this Gerard hype train, you know, has reached, you know, such levels. Um, and I think he's a brilliant coach. He's done wonders with them defensively. Uh, but I don't think it'll amount to, to, to really getting near enough to challenge Celtic. But uh, no, do comment below as to what you think as well. So... As well this weekend, it was the start um, of our Premiership Championship SPFL season. Yes, the football is back. Uh, very exciting to see. I was down in my uh, usual spot um, at the Falkirk Stadium, which was uh, very, very exciting on the on the playlist. That's one of my jobs. So just getting all the hype tunes out of the way as quick as we possibly could in case, you know, we don't need them for later on this season, which hopefully isn't the case. Uh, in terms of actually where I source some of my music from, Grand Theft Auto, really, really good source. Um, today I was going for a theme of youth, you know, Falkirk 15 signing, so uh, getting the youngsters in. Uh, so I went for Kids by Robbie Williams, uh, which is on non-stop pop radio, I think on GTA 5, uh, and also a song called Some Kind of Wonderful, I think by the Garfield Brothers, which is on, and this is a throwback, so anyone that remembers this, a radio station called The Dust on Grand Theft Auto, so San Andreas, my flatmates at uni, introduced me to, to that station there, so like if, you, like if you remember those, so that's where those songs came from. Anyway, uh, to the Falkirk performance itself, those who are interested, you know, uh, much the same, I think, from the way things finished last season, you know, um, just lacking that creativity in the midfield to kind of push things on. You know, it was very back to front from defence up to attack. Uh, the new striker on loan from Dundee, actually Marcus Haber, I thought did a brilliant job at winning the ball, you know, left, right and centre. He was constantly up in the air, winning headers, uh, much like a new Lee Miller, but hopefully a more goal-scoring <laughs> one for Falkirk. Um, when he signed, actually, this week, I put up a comment on the Instagram saying, I'll be havering for you. Uh, didn't get any likes. No love. <laughs> no interest. But I thought that was quite a witty one-liner. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, excited to have him here, but you know, spent his time with his back to goal, constantly trying to win headers, flick things on, and it just it wasn't happening. You know, there was no running in the Falkirk team. I think they just weren't getting beyond the last defender, making those incisive runs to get one on one with the keeper, um, Mark Richards. I think for Inverness, um, but you know, the game finished one nil. Uh, it should be pointed out. I thought Falkirk were good for a draw. I didn't think Inverness really tested. You know Leo Fazan that much. Uh, the goal that they did score in Furness after ten minutes was a very. It was a good goal. It was a whipped in from the left hand side and uh, George Oakley on the end of it to finish. I thought actually George Oakley was very good um, in the game, just kind of bullying the Falkirk defence, getting people riled up. I thought there was a few 
kind of cheeky tactics there. Uh, but I thought he played quite well alongside Nathan Austin, who, who maybe didn't quite have the impact um, he would have liked. But um, Inverness were my pick for the championship winners this season. Am I so convinced now? Ah, perhaps not. I think that was a bit of a lucky victory for them today. Uh, Falkirk had a goal chopped off for as far as we can tell at the moment. No real reason, so that was a bit of a, a bit of a let off for them. Uh, I think so. I'll be keen to go back uh, and watch how that one went down. I'm not so sure what went on there, but we'll wait. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, I think elsewhere in the park. Um, but yeah, I think in that first ten minutes, actually, it was the best I've seen Falkirk play um, in a long, long time. So encouraging signs, hopefully, for the new season. I know reading some comments uh, from a lot of fans, you know, not a lot of effort from the players uh, was the criticism, and I can I can certainly see that. You know, in that, I think some of the wide midfielders maybe didn't chase down. Uh, some of the balls in the way they could have, especially when you, you know you're one 0 down when you're chasing the game. Um, a few friends as well. I've singled out a few players. You know, I think the the highlights for them was defenders running forward, which is, is not what you want to see offensively. Criticism as well of the experienced midfielder Paul Payton, um, who I think a number of teams were quite interested in. Um, I think you know for the experienced man of the team, you would maybe hope for a bit more. Uh, for me, he played with a bit of fire today, which was great to see because it's something they've been missing from the midfield sorely. You know, he was getting into passionate tackles involved. Again, sadly, not you know affecting that much. You know, and not much came of that play. So it's 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 adding that and just just getting in the creativity in the midfield for Falkirk would sort a lot of things um, in terms of Inverness. Did what they needed to do today, and I think once they got that first goal into the second half, it was very much shut up shop, you know Falkirk when they came forward were predictable Inverness figured out quite quickly how to deal with that and it's, um, I always go back to motor racing analogies and it's when you approach the bumper of another car, and this is an analogy I've used before, you start going the same speed you start using the, the same braking spots in the same way of as soon as you approach them, you have to pass them quickly. So in football, you'd have to score quickly. So they can't figure out your best tactics. They don't know what you're doing. And if that doesn't work, it needs to change. It needs to try something different. And I think today, Hartley with the 4-3-3, which is a slightly newer formation, considering Falkirk, I think, very much in the 3-5-2 last season, it wasn't working out for them. The wingers weren't really getting the joy. You know, the crosses weren't of enough quality and there was just not enough support in the middle for that to work and sadly things didn't change the same outcome was going to be apparent wasn't it so that that didn't quite pan out uh, elsewhere in the championship just a wee quick sort of rundown of what we saw what went on uh, Air United getting off the ground again you know five victories in a row they beat Partick Thistle 2-0 Lauren Shankland uh, with another brace I think nine already for the season and we've barely even got underway you know, that boy is a real specialist, you know, in these leagues. And it's it's impressive to see, you know, he's he had loan spells out at St Mirren, didn't really pan out there. Morton didn't really pan out there. And he's just lit the world on fire for Air United. And he, I think they're quite resigned to losing him, but it looks like, you know, it's kind of impending. Uh, Partick, it was interesting to see, you know, we spoke about them in the previews having quite, you know, a solid dependable team. Uh, but a lot of changes in that squad, you know, sort of five, six, and only a bench of four. 
um, and with Stephen Lawless going out to Livingston um, in the week, he was quite a creative force for them. So a little bit of work to be done there. Um, Dundee United uh, crashing and burning in style as they always do, uh, losing their first game 3 2. Um, at home in an exciting game against them, Fairman Louis Longridge uh, getting a brace of goals there. Um, so I would be amazed, you know, if they continue in this form because it was always them, you know, that would get the nuts results. I think Falkirk beat them 6 1 at the Falkirk Stadium last year. Um, so they, they they just need some consistency, some solidity at the back because it's, it's not going to happen for them. Um, I'd be amazed to say. You know, Shabba Laszlo stay on. Um, elsewhere, you know, we tipped in Burness, you know, for the title with a narrow 1 0 victory. Also, Ross County, only beating League One new boys up to the championship. Alawa 1 0 uh, with a very, very late goal. So, you know, some of the stronger teams that we might have expected to do well, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. We'll need to, to wait and see uh, how they pan out. And finally, in the Premiership today, always kind of pretty much as expected, you know, Celtic running out 3-1 winners against Livingston. Uh, Hearts, thumping performance against Hamilton. So, you know, I had some doubts about them pre-season, but they've obviously, you know, come back, got it sorted for the competitive games, uh, which is interesting to see because, you know, we always try and go on Betfred's Cup form uh, on the podcast to see how they do there. And you can never tell a lot from the Betfred Cup at all it doesn't, it's just never panned out uh, that way and Hearts you know, getting booed I think they were saying on the radio against Cowden Beath when it was 0-0 at half time to going out 5-0 winners same sort of thing here, they've they've really sorted their act and that 4-1 win against Hamilton away from home is a good victory uh, to start off the season for them uh, Kilmarnock beating St Johnson 2-0 Pretty standard. Uh, I know we were shocked about St Johnson being so low in uh, John's predictions last week. I think second bottom, but it seems like some of the bookies have got them down there. Um, although uh, people giving big licks to Tony Watt, saying what a talent he is. Uh, so could he be the savior for them? We will wait and see. Uh, and finally, on the Saturday game, St Mirren two Dundee one, an enthralling uh, up and down game. Um, Alan Stubbs was. A little bit lacklustre <laughs> in his interview after, you know. Uh, I think, you know, he's still quite, you know, getting used to that job. Um, Trying to get things sorted down there. But a, a good victory for St Mirren against, you know, a team that that could be a six-point game, you know, already in the season. Dundee uh, won't be happy to lose that. Um, sadly, recorded on Saturday this, so I don't know, as of yet, <laughs> the result of the, the Rangers-Aberdeen game. That might be a blessing in disguise uh, so do let me know in the comments down below uh, but before we finish uh, just to read out a few of the comments from last week so this week we had Scotty2507 telling us that the guy in the middle so that's Darren <laughs> from last week's podcast looks like Daryl Duffy um, which I think he does <laughs> so if you're uh, watching the videos, uh, if you're not watching the videos actually check them out, we're on YouTube doing quite well at the moment, we've also had you know, regular commenter, Mr I'm going to call him mm-hmm because that's the only way I can pronounce this uh, saying that the, the heart striker uh, is better than Cole Stockton uh, from last year, he also thinks that Cosgrove's about the same, 
as Jaden Stockley. Uh, I think I'd argue slightly better on the performance of that week last week. So we'll wait and see there. Uh, and we also have Ryan Martin commenting, are you going to do a review in today's game as well? I've tried my best to, Martin. Or Ryan, sorry. Um, so hopefully that's good enough for you. Anyway, I think that's enough of my dictatorship um, on this week's extra podcast and I've already received messages from you telling me to shush, that's my phone just going off. So thank you very much for listening and the normal podcast should resume next week. So if you've enjoyed this, give a like, give a subscribe. Also, give your comments and below this has very much been me kind of talking to camera and I'd love to know what you think on my daft opinions on this episode. So thanks for joining me and have a good morning, a good afternoon and a good evening. Bye bye. (laughs) 